Hi everyone, good Shabbos. This week's parsha is Parsha's Aphraimai's Kedashim, but we're going to be focusing on Aphraimai's. There's something very interesting about the structure of this parsha. It seems like it's focusing on two complete dichotomies, which sort of reflects the story of our life, but to an extreme. The first half of the parsha talks about the Avbarah in the Beis HaMikdash, the holiest man on the holiest day doing the holiest service. The service of Aaron Hakayan on Yom Kippur. But the second half of the parsha talks about immoral relationships. Do not sleep with your daughter. Do not sleep with your animal. And to make it even stronger, before Neila, on Yom Kippur, in Mincha, we literally read this portion of Aphraimus. And it just seems like it doesn't even make sense. Why are we discussing two complete extremes? holiest, holiest day of the year and a day of the, and immoral relationships, which when you read of them, just seems so, why are we even mentioning on the holiest day of the year? It just seems wrong. It seems like why are we even mentioning in general in a show and why now? The answer lies in the name of this parasha. This week's parasha's parasha's offering. And it's interesting, because when you read the first pasuk of the Torah, of this parsha, it doesn't seem to fit in. And Hashem spoke to Moshe to tell the day after two of Aaron's sons died, when they brought close for Hashem and they died. In context, this is talking about, in Parsha Shmini, on the day of the inauguration of the Mishka, the inauguration of the tabernacle, the most important day in Aaron's life, essentially, the day that he's taken on the mantle of being the holy for high, the first high priest in Jewish history, his two sons bring close a incense offering that was not asked of them, and they die in an untimely manner. The pain must be excruciating. And the next day, which brings us to this week's parasha, Hashem starts instructing Moshe to tell Aaron about what the day of Yom Kippur, the services of the day, look like. And Pasuk Base continues, and Hashem tells Moshe to tell Aaron to be very careful when he enters the sanctuary, so he does not come close, because if he comes close, he will die. Rashi brings an analogy. What is the connection? Why do we need to bring the context that his sons died? What does it have to do with the Pasha? What does it have to do with the service of the Beis HaMikdash? Why bring it up now? And Rashi compares a parable of a doctor telling a patient, if you do this, you will die. But if the doctor cautions a patient and says, if you do this, you will die like such and such, the strength of the caution is that much stronger. So therefore, what did Hashem do? Hashem mentioned the death of his sons to remind Aaron, to caution him of the utmost precision that needs to be done in the Avaidah. Otherwise, terrible things would happen. For some reason, this doesn't sit right. The Rebbe in Asecha in 1988, Tashin Memchas, brings to light beautiful explanation of Arachayim, one of the Mepharshan of the Torah. And he says something that in some way is completely out of character 
in the way that Nazim and Avio's sins are portrayed in the Torah. There are many explanations to why Nazim and Avio died. These include him being inebriated, them not wanting to get married, them not wanting to have children, but none of them come close to the way in which the Arachim describes what they do. He describes them as Sadiqim. These Sadiqim, they were ones that wanted to kiss Hashem. They wanted to come so close that they wanted to be one with Hashem. Nishikos, they wanted to literally kiss the divine. But through kissing the divine, they got to a point that they wanted to be so close. Ad Until, literally, they experienced Klaise HaNefesh. They became so, they wanted to be so, so, so close to Hashem that they, they became one with their souls. How could an explanation description that is so beautiful, one of Nazav and Avi, wanting to be so close, wanting to be so connected, wanting to be so one with Hashem, how could that have ended in their death? The truth is, the message of Parshas Achramais is a message that explains the complete dichotomy that we have in our service of Hashem. That there's one thing that Hashem values, and it's a word that I think keeps me grounded in my personal life, and I feel like I'm veering into two very strong extremes. I don't know what everyone's personalities are like, but I know that at times... When I'm on the str- when I'm feeling connected, sometimes I can feel so lost that sometimes it can feel like an extreme, and sometimes when I feel like I just I'm depleted and can't be bothered, sometimes that leads me to the opposite extreme. And there's one word that keeps us sane, and that word is balance. There's a concept in Hasidus. It's probably my favorite concept. It's called Ratzai Vashov. Ratzai, desire, wanting, and shov, returning. I think our lives are filled with events. We have to want. We have to want to be better. But if we want and want and want to be better to an extreme, we will become anxious. We will think I'm never good enough. My goals are so high but I'm never happy. Because once I do want achievement, Ratzik's not enough, I want more. But on the second hand, if we live a life of shuv, which is a life of say, I'm good enough, I return back to myself, the way I am is good, I'm good enough. You become completely complacent and apathetic. Think you're good enough? If you constantly think I'm amazing, I don't need to work hard, you will be lazy and become apathetic. So what is the trick? How do we achieve a life of actually being balanced? Interesting. Because when it talks about that vita of the base Hamikdash, it explains, it actually tells us that after that vita of the base Hamikdash, the kind God will return home. Why is that an important point? Obviously, the kind God will return home. Why does the Torah render it so important? to mention to us that after the Avodah of the Beis HaMikdash, the Kohen Gadol 
goes home. Everyone goes home. Why is that a significant detail? And the Torah tells us something really profound. That in every state in your life, even in the most spiritual pursuit, there has to be a homecoming. There has to be, you have to be grounded. The way in which we see whether Yom Kippur really permeated within us is that we could take it home. If we got lost in it, if we got lost in the experience, then perhaps it will never become practical. It'll never be ground in reality. I know. I went to seminary in Svart on a mountain. I remember when I came home. The coming home was very significant. Because when I was there, I was lost on the mountain. And I loved it. But how was I, what the, the success on my seminary experience wasn't how long I stayed on the mountain, but how I was able to bring those powerful ideas had inspired me into my day-to-day life. What actually changed when I came to my regular life? Because on the mountain, it was easy. On Yom Kippur, it's easy to serve Hashem. On Yom Kippur, you don't struggle. The day day itself atones. The day itself is just set up for success. There are times in life that was set up for success. And life seems, it just, everything comes easy. Everything is just set. We don't have to struggle. It's just like, okay, my entire environment is providing the tools for me to be strong in my Judaism, whether if you're in a camp or school environment or an environment that just is inspiring. But we only know that's not life. And often when we sometimes reach extremes, the extreme opposite can happen. When we're not fueled with that power and that energy, God forbid, the complete opposite, the complete immorality can happen. There can be two opposite ends of extremes that we're experiencing because there's no balance. Balance is a powerful word. And balance is something that we all need to sort of get together in our lives. Nazif and Avil did something that was unprecedented. They gave their lives to be one with Hashem. They had complete ratzoi. They were able to say, Hashem, I want you. Even when they weren't commanded, it's like a gift that you get for some just because you know their vibe. You know what they want. They were tzaddikim. They were those that had the kiss and the desire to want to be one with Hashem no matter the circumstances. For them, coming home wasn't an option. They wanted to be one completely and utterly. And for that that made way for the, even the concept of Yom Kippur to permeate. Aaron was able to look at his sons and say, I can learn from them. That they're actually making way for such a concept to exist in this world. For a concept to be so one and so connected and to desire to be the best. But the way in which Aaron differed, the way in which our mission and our life differs is that we go home. We are able to take the goal in life, to take the inspiration, 
and the power of those moments and actually make it tangible, make it something real, make it something we want to connect to. I don't know, days like the Seder and paced up in general, you just feel so connected. For some reason, I don't know if it's just me, but after Pesach, you feel the blues. After a hug, sometimes you feel down. It's like you're connected to so many people on Hagim. You're going to so many meals. You're being around so many people. So many shurim. You're learning. You're inspired. You just feel connected the entire Pesach. Because even when you go on a road trip, you're conscious of the food you put in your mouth more than usual. But then you come home. Coming home is hard. Because the day-to-day life is difficult. And it's easy to seep, seep, down, 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 down. Because for some reason, it just seems like a complete dichotomy. It feels like you want a high. And then next minute, it just feels like a complete low. And the disparity sometimes leads us into despair. And that's why the Torah reminds us that the kind Gadol goes home. The kind Gadol has an ability to take the strength and the power of Yom Kippur and bring it into his practical everyday life. Our mission in what this world is not to lose ourselves completely to the point of death. And it's not to be sinking into the depths of immorality. But somehow, in our lives, find a balance to infuse God, infuse Hashem, infuse spirituality, infuse meaning, infuse depth to every moment, every interaction. So our day-to-day life, rather than sinks into immorality, becomes powerful and meaningful. Wishing you a beautiful, meaningful Shabbos.